We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Yes, indeed, we are powered by 1819 News. Everything is good. All right. Fantastic. So, got that done. So, Allison, right before the break, we were talking about, and you asked a very good question. Because I was saying, well, Craig was saying that it is going to take black Americans, people of color, and arguably women, I'm adding that in, to save the country. And I was pointing out that men, especially white men, are not going to get it done. They're just not. And and, and you said, well, is, is it because they're just not paying attention and don't care? And I said, well, yeah, I mean, maybe that's part of it. But I do think that white men have, some of them are weak, but then some of them have just checked out because they're like, what does it matter? Everything I do, I'm, I'm always the bad guy or, quote, we're always the bad guy. We're either sexist or we're racist or we're homophobic or we're um, whatever. And I think a lot of people, a lot of men have just said, forget it. That's fine. It's fine. You do it. You have it. You do it. You want to do it your way. Whatever I say, however I want to do it, it's wrong. It's too mean. Um it's, you've got to be sweeter. Now, I, look, I, I believe that a lot of women are like Megyn Kelly. Remember our discussion yes. yesterday? Hers was a, what, 10, 20-year process for her to figure out that she was wrong on the whole transgender thing. She tried everything. What does it matter? It's us, and they need help, and this, and this. And then finally she realized, oh, no, there's no, there's no compromise here. But it took her 20 years. I think, and I think there's men out there who are like, you know what? Well, if if women figure out that our backs are against the wall, maybe men will re-engage in trying to save the country. I think women have figured that out. If you look at who's really dialed into the cultural issues, because that's really mm -hmm. what it comes down at to. At least around here in the South, because the the white, educated, liberal females and people in other parts of the country are... Le driving the train while it's wrecking and it's slowed down because the drive wheels are off the track and they're just throwing the accelerator on even but i think harder. there are people that are in tune in california and new york as well mm -hmm. you look at how many families have left those states mm -hmm. they know what's up but the women generally are the ones that are either you know dialed in on our side or dialed in on the other side and they're really leading their homes in kind of which way they, they really go. are. No, I, I agree completely. And so women, especially in conservative homes or the South, as you say, I mean, I feel like we've been waving the flags trying mm -hmm. to get our husband's attentions. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. we need help. We're drowning. Our kids are drowning. Right. And, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why, but I feel like sometimes it's like, uh there's that wife. There she goes again. Like right. She's on her tangent. She's down the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. No, we're we're dying. And America is dying. And our kids are going to grow up. I mean, 
gosh, from the cultural issues to like this debt ceiling, it matters. Our kids right. are going to have to right. deal with the fallout of that right. now. But for some reason, it's like, I don't know what it's going to take for the husbands and the fathers to engage and get like, no, this isn't just us being dramatic women. Right. This is not going well. And See, we need your help. That's interesting to me that, that we're to that point, because if you notice when I was, was talking earlier, now, I'm not old enough to know, you know the whole breadth and depth of, of what has happened. But I think when America went through what I would call the good old days or the good years, there were men saying, no, no, we've got to draw the line on this. No, 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 we, what do you, no, no, we're not going to, we're not going to do, I don't know what it is. Gay marriage is going to be a problem. All these things are going to be a problem. And I feel like men at that time were told, even by their wives, even by other women, to, y'all are being so mean. Y'all are not being, you're not caring. We, we need to be more accepting. I, I, you know, the feminization of the country was not driven by men. The feminization of the churches was not driven by men. There was that, the, all those years, if not multiple generations of, y'all just need to stop. And y'all don't need to be in charge. Y'all don't need to be so-and-so. So, so now we've got to figure out how to get back over the hump because now women have gotten to the point, they've, they've been Megan Kelly'd, and they're like, whoa, no, we, we need some help here. We need y'all to we need y'all to engage. And there's a little bit of, mm, really, are you sure? You told us for all these years you don't need us. You told us really, you don't you don't care about us. You told us you're not. We're not going to be. We don't want to just be little women. We want to be. We're going to be men too. I mean, I you think, told I us think you men, can do it on your own. Yes. And now we are reaping what we sowed. And we realize we can't do it or we don't want to do it. I don't know which one it is. But there's a difference when a mom work, walks in a school yes. and when a dad, when walks, the dad in a walks in a school. I mean, you can, you can say that's not true, but it is. There's a difference. And so, right. yeah, I mean, we women created this monster, really, because we said we wanted all the things that the men had, we want to be just like them. We don't need them. We can, mm -hmm. we can provide for ourselves. We can provide for our families. We can do all the things that men can do. But then the other side of women is like, at some point we're like, eh, I don't really want to do it anymore. Right. I mean, I'm just well, like can't, that. Well, can't somebody look out for me? Do you know how long I've needed air in my tires? I can go put air in my tires, but right. ugh, I want to stop and find change. And I just really want Jared to go do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I can you I've know, always so, said that equality is uh, until the job stinks. Yeah, and right now the job stinks. Like, right. I'm tired. And, and with this library situation, library situation. Yeah, well, in, I, in, I understood what you said. In the North Shelby <laughs> County. Um, you know, I've had all these moms contact me. Of course, they're the ones that are on social media that can pick up on the things. And I've had a few men reach out and say, I want to run for library board. I want to do mm -hmm. whatever, which is great. Mm -hmm. But it's the moms. He'll get beat as soon as the, the woman says... Vote for me. I'm a woman. We need a woman on here. I don't know. I'm just kind of tired. I'm kind of over it. I mean, we did that to uh, elect Katie Britt, didn't we? How many How many women said, I'm going to vote for her because she's a woman? How many a men? Lot. I know a bunch of men who said they were going to vote for her because she was a woman to prove they weren't sexist. Just like the millions of Americans who voted for Barack Obama so they could prove that they weren't racist. I said, he's a socialist. He says he wants to fundamentally transform the country. Go, go and tell your wife, your spouse... Hey, I love you, baby. It's awesome. But I think I really need to fundamentally transform you and see if you survive that conversation 
But people voted, many people voted for Barack Obama to prove they weren't racist. Yeah, that's and the dumbest launched, thing ever. Like, they launched the ship that is literally gunning down the great republic. Don't for, vote for a woman because she's a woman. I mean, vote for the person who's the most qualified and is going to do the best job. I don't care if they're a green little Martian. I don't either. Vote for that person. I don't either. I don't know. I, um, I'm curious. I'm looking at the call board. Duke. Duke, Duke so, might so have the some. last thing I thought was interesting. We'll go right to the phones. Was I, I want women to know, and I don't know. I'm maybe I'm not speaking for men in general. What Sky can say that whole concept of hey men we don't need you we can do it all that's the whole a woman needs a, a man like a fish needs a bicycle that was a real sting for men for, for mankind men in general in the western world well, because think- men want to be the knight in shining armor they want to be hey I'm the guy that's going to protect y'all well, the, the call not, not, not be domineering, of course, but to to be the protector, to be the knight in shining armor. Little boys want to be knights in shining armor. Well, the, the caller and then, was, and then he got was, there. He fought through the dragon, cut through the weeds, got to Sleeping Beauty, gave her a kiss. She woke up, told him that he had sexually harassed her, and that she does not need him. <laughs> and he just slucked off to wherever he came from. <laughs> That's, that's what I'm it's quite a fable there. Uh, yeah, the, the, the caller mentioned that I think it was Craig that um, you know white men had been so ostracized, and that's true. The left has been very successful at translating communism from economic terms into social. You hear of Joe Biden, the biggest threat to the country is white supremacy. So right, you've got that number. I wonder, since we're talking about um, African American blacks. Saving the country, women saving the country. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this whole trans movement is the left getting way out in front and now beginning to marginalize and ostracize women. Well, of course. In, a, in anticipation of their Of rights. women being the force that says. Yes, yes exactly. They're yes. a lot better than we give them credit for. Oh, a they lot are, better. That's right. What's because. <laughs> right. they're, they're six moves ahead, and we're, we're still setting up the Well, board, I mean. You know? Their advisors may very well be demons. How's that? That may well be. I don't know. <laughs> they're, but they're I can tell you this: the their organizational skills are mm-hmm. superior. Well, I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's accidental that you can have two leftist organizations who seem like they're working in perfect concert, and then you dig down and you figure out that they have no connection. Right. At least physically. <laughs> There's you can, some, you can somebody to. has a network in some realm, I won't say it's definitely spiritual, who's like, uh, interesting. hey, I'm in charge of this sector, you're in charge of that sector, um, y'all need to be working on this, because it's working really well over they, here. They do seem to work in concert so really well, is. and you can never trace it back to mm-hmm. one origin, it seems. Like I said, that's, that's, it might, that's, might very well be the spiritual realm. Wow. Our battle's not against flesh and blood. Maybe we, maybe we ought to recognize that. It's kind of profound. From time to time. Yeah. Let's go out to Duke. Duke, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. I hope you're well this morning. How are you, ladies and gentlemen, doing this a wonderful morning? All right. Good morning. Great time, man. It's another day in paradise. How are you? Yeah, I was okay till I... Somebody called me and told me to turn the radio on and uh, listen to what you guys were talking about. 
Uh oh. Did we say something insulting? Did we say something insulting? No, 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 especially white men, are not going to save the once great republic known as the United States, then it is going to take black Americans to save the country, and then after black Americans, maybe the women. Mm. Because white Americans won't say what needs to be said. Tim Scott will go out there and boldly defend the country and and say things that most of our white elected officials won't. Marjorie Taylor Greene will go out and say things that they won't. And then Allison made a very good point that it is women who are getting involved in the, the things with their school boards and what's going on at the libraries, et cetera. So his point is that to save the country, it's going to take, like we played the rap song that's number one in the country about uh, boycott Target, um, I heard to black that. individuals saying the things that need to be said. But, uh, now, I say what I want to on the airwaves most of the time. Yes, sir. About white people. I about talk about white people, and, you know, it got so bad where if hell, people said they start turning this radio down when I'm coming up next, you know. <laughs> right. You know. But, uh, I'm going to say what I want to say. But, uh, does this person have an answer? Uh, does he have something that, that we can use as a platform to say how we're going to fix this thing as black people? Did he no, say he said, like that? I, th- I think his point is that black Americans are brave enough and courageous enough to speak their mind and say mm-hmm. what needs to be said, especially when it comes to the LGBTQ trans craziness that we are, that we are going through. Um, he didn't have a strategy. He was actually saying that it's going to take black folks to do it. Okay. Okay. Here's the, here's the issue, though. Here's the big issue about all of that. All right. Uh, white people never ran the government. Black people never ran the government. All been ran by mostly white men. The Congress, Senate, uh-huh. local government, nationwide. Okay. Majority of white people run these things, Okay. Yep. These are people who hold subpoenas, pass all the laws. Black people can't pass any laws, can they? All right, we're going to have to carry you over. Duke, we appreciate it. Jason Cooper, Simple Days, Charles Hollis, we'll get to you all. Duke, we'll don't hang up. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio, hashing out the direction of the country. I was talking to Duke. I want to make sure he got his last couple of points in. Duke, you were saying that it has been white people who have been in charge of the Congress, the country, most local governments, et cetera. Since the beginning, and you all know, of my life, uh, all of your life, all of my life, but 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 go ahead with your point. Okay, so so when I I'm gonna go back to when I was in school as a okay. young kid, uh, I started going to school with white kids in the third around the third grade, but prior to that, uh, I'll teach you be allowed to paddle us and all of that, but okay, when, when, once we got Going school, uh, going to school with the white kids. Over the years, some of the parents didn't want the black teachers counting their kids. Okay, so they took that out of the school, and 
you know, the rest is history. We got to be fair about and, that, Duke. Uh, they didn't want anybody uh, paddling little Super Susie and uh, no, no, Super Great no, Johnny. No. I disagree because when we had, I had all black teachers when I was in third grade. Yeah. Okay. Or in second grade, whatever. But uh, proud to go to school with white kids. But over the years, now, we had white friends that told us that they had friends that complained about that. They didn't want the black teachers paddling their kids. The ones that couldn't afford to take the kids out of the public school were stuck with that. So they came up to the school and told the teachers that they didn't want the child to be paddled. So there's a lot of things that that white people over the years didn't want their kids dealing with that most black parents thought was appropriate appropriate Mm -hmm. for them Mm -hmm. kids to be paddled once in a while. Mm -hmm. So, but throughout the history now, uh, Black never had any power much. You know, we elected black officials, but at the end of the day, majority of the Supreme Court white. That's right. Like I said earlier, what about, but but Duke, I know we're getting off track here a little bit, but what about the the blue cities? Many of the blue cities are are run by black leadership. All of it I done mean, by design by the white man. As, as, uh, wow, now, Duke, everything me. can. Yeah. I mean, look, this, I can get this, deep this, with this you. conversation. If I, have a, if I had a lot of time, I'd get deep with you about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I'm uh, fascinated with the story, like, and I really wish we did have more time because, like, the paddling thing. Um, see, I attribute the lack of paddling, corporal punishment, to liberal, soft white folks. And... I was unaware that it started by some white folks saying they didn't want a black teacher to paddle them. And and, and maybe I missed it completely. Maybe yeah. you missed it some. Because, so because my impression was that they didn't want anybody paddling their child. White, black, green, orange, purple, whatever. So so but, maybe we're both missing it a little bit. No, I'm not missing any of it. I'm not missing any of it. We just don't have a lot okay. of time to get deep about it. Uh, you know, about a lot yeah. of them taking their daughters out of the school. and want the athletes dating their daughters. But... That's a, a subject matter for a different day. But my mm-hmm. point is that blacks doesn't have any power in government. Okay? So okay. if 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 let's like the critical race theory, the state of Alabama decided to uh deal with that instead of education. Most of the white kids are not in the public schools anymore, so they That's don't give a damn what go on. No, 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 no. The public schools are overwhelmingly white. Now that that's not the case in that's the case in not the yeah. not in Montgomery of course not in Montgomery but the whole rest of the state the white kids are in the public schools in in, in areas in suburban areas where majority of white people live but mm-hmm. things like Lee High School and uh, JD and uh, uh, other the other public schools here in town yeah Montgomery Montgomery's not a good flee. place to use as a, they, as the all yeah. saying they flee they flee when I first moved to this city back in 1986 mm-hmm. okay majority uh jd had over 600 students at that school well, well dude what's but, your point in all this though that that okay black we got, people never had any, we got, you know, we got way we got off the track, track. Right, um, right. my bottom line my bottom line about about this the whole thing is the democratic party is ran by white folks and the republican party are ran by white folks so you know yeah that's but, but craig is. said so, that black folks so, are going to have to save the country we don't have that kind of power well power here's the thing if government. black folks lead by saying the things that have to be said, then I think people will follow. 
our hands are tied. We can't, uh, you, they got a design where the uh, father get kicked out of the home and yeah. where he can't, uh, he's paying all the money out of child support, getting locked up and all of that. So it's designed to keep him out of the house to start with Yes, by these right. white Democrats. Yes, it was. I, mean, I agree. Word. Duke, I agree, and we're going to have to get to it later because i got a bunch of calls, buddy. I appreciate it. Very good point. He's right. I mean, right. a bunch of this stuff is absolutely by design. But it's sinister. But they, but yes. folks, Thank black you, Americans, still vote for those people who designed it, owned them, and told them that, hey, we're going to do these things, and y'all are going to vote for us for 200 years. That's exactly what he said. That's just the way it is. Let's go to the next calls. Jason. Wait, I have a... Oh, sorry. I have... Yeah, I'm over here, like, waving. Waving. Y'all are in your zone. I just think Duke is giving way too much credit to politicians and the political process. I mean, they're really inept. And to me, it's all show anyway. I mean, I don't think when has a politician really transformed the country? Barack Obama. Barack Obama. He was black, by the way, which is an interesting point. But Uh what that was was not through Policies that was through a cultural movement, through the on the ground. He put and a tremendous point, amount of people in place. Yes, he did. Bureaucrats in place to make sure his agenda kept percolating. He was more effective than we give yeah, credit. Yeah, he, he he understood power. I don't know if it was from the training that he had in Chicago or community organizer under yeah. underneath him knew that look the real power in government is not the elected officials. Let's go put all these little things in place. Let's start all these little fires and there won't be enough people to put them all out. But I think the culture is way more important right now and what's happening in families, in the homes, in your community is way more important than what's happening in Washington, D.C. or much less Montgomery. I mean, what a joke. The leadership changes, but it looks exactly the same, you know? Mm -hmm. So where Duke, I think, is missing, you look at Martin Luther King Jr., you look at Rosa Parks, didn't have any political power, but they transformed the nation for better. Mm -hmm. And that's what people are looking for, is someone to lead us to transform our culture, our families, our hearts. Because you can put all the policies in place you want to, but that doesn't change a heart. That doesn't change the heart of a nation. And so I hope Duke will not just play just victim not say to we that. We can't do it. Yeah. Because we got to have some people that'll stand up. Yes, we do. Jason, let's go to, we may have to carry you over, Jason, but Jason, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. One minute. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? Good. Good. We're doing great, Jason. How are you? And, and be prepared. We probably will have to carry you over. All right, no problem. I called in to talk about the. Uh, the, the foolishness of talking about the 2020 election and how it was stolen. I think that's dumb. But the the, 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 the conversation that followed kind of triggered me some other direction. I want yeah. to piggyback on what you said. The idea that it's up to black people to step up is a cop-out. Wait, Jason, Jason, you... Wait, 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 wait. Before we get started, mm-hmm. no one said it is up to the black people to step up. The, the statement that Craig made and that I tried to reiterate is if the country is going to be saved, it is going to take black people to do so because they have the courage and the ability to say the things that white folks won't say because they're a bunch of chickens. That's not that's not trying to that's trying to that's an unbelievable compliment. I, I don't I don't see it that way. I see it as an insult. It's, really? It's, it's, yes. It's 100% of anything. That, and that and white it's, people it's, are weak and afraid 
And no, then black people are not. That's an insult. It's an insult that a white man steps up and says, you you Negroes need to step up and say something to oh. save us, to save everybody from the majority white We got to take a break. Jason, stick with us. I want to explore it on the other side. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, where uh, you have the ability to call in, speak your mind. We discuss it, hash it out. Different than a lot of shows around the country, but I think that's one of the reasons it has become so successful. And it's because of people like you and people like Jason. Jason, welcome back to the program. I wanted you to be able to finish your thoughts and uh, maybe we could hash it out a little bit because I'm trying to understand how it's insulting that Craig, one of our previous callers, and myself both said that it may very well be up to people of color especially black Americans, to save the country. Because it is. it seems to be people like Tim Scott and others who are willing to call out the insanity and the craziness that we are living through, especially on social issues, when so many white Americans, especially white men, seem to be afraid to say anything because they'll be called some sort of bad name. And, and I'm just a little confused how that is disrespectful to black Americans. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, sir, I can, Jason. Uh, three things real quick. One, okay. Tim Scott doesn't speak for black people just because he's black. He doesn't. His constituency is largely white, and okay. that's who he pandered. He, he's not talking to black He's never in his life spoken to black people as a, as a politician because that's not okay. his constituency. That's number one. Number two, it's offensive because... The, as Duke mentioned, and you agree, the country has been controlled by white men since its inception. That's still the majority of the politicians in this country and the people and CEOs of companies and all of that. Okay, yeah. So, so that could be the case. And now you fast forward to talk about minorities stepping up, especially black people stepping up to... to We're not saying... I, I think... Wait, 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 Jason, Jason. I think you're mis misinterpreting a an observation of... It's going to take them stepping up as a some sort of demand. It's not a demand. It is that looks like one of the only ways we're going to save the country. It is a pleading for if that doesn't happen, I don't know if the country will be saved. Well, well, still, whether I'm not taking it as a demand, I'm taking it whether you take it as a demand observation. The, mm -hmm. the, the my opinion doesn't change. Okay. The, 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 fact, the fact is, to Duke's point, talking about black people saying something because they're brave enough to say it, or whatever mm -hmm. you say because of, of Tim Scott, mm -hmm. is a cop-out. It's an excuse to make up for why the majority white politicians and leaders that you guys cheer for and vote for aren't rendering the change you want to see. So now it's black people and women and brown people. All of a sudden, they got to step up and be a catalyst to initiate something that you want to see. But the last part is, it's quite ironic that people in this particular state would call in or even agree with the sentiment that black people need to own their voice. They need to speak up. When you have a majority white male-controlled state legislature, Republican legislature, that's fighting tooth and nail to make sure there's not two majority black districts in this state, even though a quarter of the country is black. So on one hand, you're saying, well, step up and use your voice. And on the other hand, you're voting for people who are actively fighting to make sure that black people don't have the voice they should have in the state. That's why it's offensive. It's offensive okay. because it makes no sense. 
in the context of everything that's going on, especially if you're going to use Tim Scott as an example, because as I mentioned, he ain't talking to black people. He's talking to white people. Let me ask a question. Um, are, are there any black Republicans who are speaking for black people? Or are they all just representing white people? Let me, let me let me do this for you. Name name. name I don't know. I mean, uh, look. I, let's let's just go to the Supreme Court. Is Clarence Thomas a good guy? Does he ever speak for black people? No. No. So what does it mean to what does it mean to speak for black people? That's what I'm trying to understand. What does it mean to speak for black people? Is it is a certain set of policies? No, I think in order to speak speak for black people, you have to speak to black people. And the fact yeah. of the matter is. The, the, the Republicans that you point out, they're not in office because of black people. They're in office because of white people. So any time it comes to a particular policy, they're going to pander to that majority because those are the people that put them in office and keep right. them in office. And that, that so, goes for the Republican so Party. So is there any, okay, so to help me understand, and I'm not arguing with you, is there, can you t give me any, who is a black leader who speaks for black people? Are there any conservative black leaders? Or does conservative mean that you don't speak for black people? No, I don't, I don't think being conservative does mean, I think the, the, the thing is about black people in general, uh -huh. black people are, are generally socially conservative. Like, black people, even if they don't go to church regularly, they believe in God, they believe in, in certain aspects of how you should live your life, certain things yep, you should Yep, right and wrong, yeah, I agree. They, they, they have that particular tenet about their life, right? Yes. And so, they, they have those type of inclinations. However, that doesn't mean they're going to be, everything about them is going to be conservative. And that doesn't mean they're going to stand on every policy where you would. And a lot of the culture war issues, it ain't about, like, some of it is related to race, but a lot of it is related to stuff that, honestly, black people don't, we don't, we don't sit around as Negroes having conversations about all this other stuff. We don't. It, it just don't come up. Like, we're too busy working, going, you know, doing what we got to do, taking out, take care of our family. Jason, is, is, it just is, don't happen. Jason, is, is the country worth saving in the context that we're well, speaking of? Saving from what? Well, in the context that we're speaking of, uh, the, the, this whole conversation that we're having, um, in, in, as it's been established, as it is now, uh, is it worth saving? Saving from what? See, that's what I think y'all are operating out of a premise that Jason agrees with us. That things I'm, are I'm not. Out of that, that's why I'm asking yeah. the question. Right. Yeah. I'm trying so, to put a, a, a. So I'm not sure Jason, I don't know. I, I'm not sure Jason is upset or. I mean, well, that's a good question. Are you, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Are you okay with the direction of the country? Just Hello? broadly speaking, Jason. I'm, I'm sorry, you cut out. What did you say? I, I think we're maybe assuming that you are unhappy with the direction of the country as we are, but I don't think that's a fair assumption. So are you okay with the general direction that the country is headed in? under this leadership and maybe in the past 10, 15, 20 years? You know, are we better now than we were in 1995? I mean, in, in some regards, you are, in some regards, you're not. I'm just, I, I don't necessarily, in a general sense, there's things I'm unhappy with, and there's things that I think I'm indifferent to. Um, but, but see, my perspective is a little bit different. I'm a Christian. Whether, whether, whatever happens today don't affect my tomorrow. So I don't I don't dwell on 
Oh, they have rainbow shirts in Target. I don't care. That don't affect my life one way or the other. If if Joe Biden walks out in a rainbow shirt tomorrow and trips and falls over another mic cord, I don't care. It's irrelevant to my life because ultimately it's in God's hands. He's going to make it be what it's going to be, and I'm going to be good with it. So Got it. Hey, I Jason, I got to roll, buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. I want to give everybody a, an opportunity. Oh, we got to start yeah. with Charles Harvest. We don't have time. I wanted to ask Jason, like, okay, if he could change anything, because I, I think he's kind of indifferent. It sounds like he's... Well, 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 he'll call back. He'll call back. But, yeah. like, if you could change something, how do we go about making that change? And right. Because, obviously, we we are on the wrong track in right. his mind. So I'm just curious what he thinks. Well, I mean, there's we'll a progression, to too. I don't want to speak for him, but... I have been there with the whole idea of, look, I don't care what y'all do. Very libertarian until I realize that it's not about that. They intently care what my children think about what they, they do. And they intend to be in charge and they intend to decide what is right and wrong. And it does come to us. It comes on our doorsteps. And we've got to decide the message that we want people to hear, whether it's a Christian message or this very pagan secular message that we're being fed now. So that'd be a great conversation. Charles Hollis, don't go anywhere. Simpler days. Stick with us. Charles the first. We're getting there as fast as we can. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Let's get out to Charles Hollis quickly. Charles, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. I hope you are well. Quickly, did you? As long as I've been waiting. <laughs> Sorry, about that. Charles. Quickly. The, the thing quickly. is, no, no, no. You don't have to finish up quickly. I'm just going to you quickly. quickly. Oh, okay. Yes. Good morning. Good, good morning, morning, Charles. How are you? I'm doing fine, sir. How are y'all? I'm uh, doing good. I'm a little confused. I'm I, I, trying I understand to figure why. out. You, you had just... the Bidet brothers on back to back. Jekyll Bidet and Jekyll Jason Bidet. Oh, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But that's not why I called. <laughs> they happened to get in before y'all came to me. Uh... If I call 272-9228 at 6 15 in the morning or 5.45 in the afternoon, <coughs> I can still get my point out to the people I need to talk to, such as yes, the Randall. Y'all know Randall? Oh, yes. Yeah, we know Randall. Yeah. I've seen Randall once this year. He's Green one of our conspiracy thinker yeah, Thursday I, researchers. I love Randall. You know I love him. Yeah. Herman at the Blue Water Tower. When you gonna bring your daughter to see me, little Maggie? June fourteenth, bomb hours. Come on out. We're all gonna be there. We're all gonna be there. June the twelfth be forty-seven years. So. Oh wow. I I may. I may not. Okay. Anyway, gotta come out June four. I have to meet all of y'all. Six o'clock at Baumhauer's, June 14th. We're there other times besides June the 14th, darling. That's Man. why I'm calling the Randalls out, the Hermans out. Aww. I'm calling out these white Republicans, uh, Duke and Jason. I'm calling their names out. Y'all don't understand, but they do. Mm. Listen, let's go back to Duke and Jason and what uh, they was talking about, the culture, the Negro people. In Montgomery, Alabama, where my wife lives, where, my, where our children play with their toys. The head Democratic Negro is Joe Reed. Mm. Okay. And he has done nothing for the Negro family. 
not a thing. He doesn't say anything about it. Not publicly, he does. Not a word. See, th that's the problem right there. We have Negroes in power who are up under the roof with the ones they're supposed to be up under the roof with. What's this band name in the Bible? He so loved the Lord that he was going to kill his son. Abraham and Abraham. Isaac. Abraham and Isaac. That's right. Abraham took Isaac to be slaughtered because he so loved the Lord. The Lord stopped him. Mm -hmm. And they say in the bush over there was a ram. I doubt it was a ram because a ram is big enough and powerful enough to not to be uh, entrapped by a bush. Well, depends okay. if the bush was uh, purposely trying to trap him. Okay. Purposely trying to trap God him. made that bush. The Negro family under Joe Reed and the Democratic Party has perished. It's gone. And they said nothing about that. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to the Negroes out there now. And they don't think they're listening now. The appointed one, she's listening. And others are listening. What are, what are we as Negroes in Montgomery, Alabama, going to do about the Negro family? We can't go forward until the Negro family's foundation has been refounded. I can walk out my front door right now, and it's th 23 homes on this street, 23 houses on this street. The white lady up there on the end, and her husband died. You got Amigo on the corner. Amigo broke my heart. Amigo has children the same age that his wife, that his mm -hmm. wife, that his person's wife. He broke my heart. I don't drink beer with him no more. He broke my heart. But the rest of the Negroes on this street, you ain't gonna find no husband and wife like you're supposed to. You ain't gonna find it. But they allowed to vote. They allowed to hold public office if, if, if elected. They are allowed to get retirement funds from the city, county, state, or federal government. See, all that should be cut out. If Charles, you go, can you, you go stay over? Because I want to hear what your solution is, or if you have any ideas of how I, to I do change have a things. solution. You gonna put me on hold again? Yeah. You gotta take a break. Top of the hour. Yeah, I'm break. I'll wait. Nothing days. personal, Charles. I know y'all been wait. out there. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I've been waiting we'll be all morning. I'll wait. We'll wait too. <laughs> we'll wait on Charles. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We appreciate you listening in. We appreciate you telling people about this show. That's how we grow by leaps and bounds because of you. And we appreciate your patience for sure because we've got a very hot topic going on. Craig earlier in the program said if the country was going to be saved, it would be saved by black Americans and then maybe women because white Americans and white men have decided that they are too, um, too skittish. If they say something, they're afraid they'll be called a racist, they'll be called a sexist, etc. And that caused a, a stir among folks. And so now we're talking to Charles Hollis. Charles, we appreciate you sticking with us. And um, Allison had a question for you. This is how you solve the problem. Yeah. This is how you solve the problem. You set your foundation. And this is how you set your foundation. Lashana Hollis, who lives here in Montgomery, Alabama. James Anthony Hollis who lives here in Montgomery, Alabama. That's our oldest child and our youngest child. Neither one lives with the, the person they have a child with. All right. 
They should not be allowed to vote. They should not be allowed to hold public office. If they work and retire from the city, county, state, or federal government, they should not be allowed to get matching retirement funds. If they are too good to live, to not to live with the one they have a child with, they're too good to receive all these benefits from the government. Effective immediately, retroactive to the year 1900. Nobody so should be Godfather God again. So you're saying that the, the way to save the country is and a, a, a very focused effort on saving the family. you got to save the family. And what is the family? One man, one woman, and many trials and tribulations that God puts on their shoulders. Mm. And that's how you do it. I can't, See, I can't disagree with you, Charles Hollis. Well, you, that's fine. That's fine. No, he said he can't. No, I said I can't disagree with you. I, I, oh, you I think disagree. you're right. The family has See, to be saved. Duke, Duke, Duke has no answer. Jason has no answer. I do believe Joe Reed has an answer, but he's not man enough step. Joe Reed been mad a thousand years. That's not being liberal. His political views are what? Liberal. But the family got to be strong. You got it. Thanks, Charles. We appreciate you, brother. Hey, wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. Yeah, hold it. Y'all yes, owe me for being on hold for so long. <laughs> what do we do? Okay, tell us one other good but, thing. But while the bills on the 14th, from all four of y'all, one from all four of y'all, E-I-B. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. We appreciate you, go, you, brother. Charles. Have a great one. Let's go out to Simpor Days. Simpor Days, we appreciate your patience. Brian Dawson from 1819 News has joined us as well. But uh, Simpor Days, thank you so much. Well, like sand through an hourglass, so go the seconds of this show. <laughs> You're right. In, in simpler days, before they had the digital radio, the atomic clock, they had a device sitting on your desk. And when someone would come in, you would flip it over. But I found a neat way. I'd drill a hole in the bottom of mine, and I would move it and let a little bit of sand come out. So I would cut the hour down considerably. But anyway. <laughs> hey, uh... Why would any anyone, why would any black male get up and voice his view unless he's got a D in front of his name? Because he's going to be labeled just like they do on The View. Uh, they boot him off the show. I mean, why would they? Because unless you have a D in front of your name, unless you're under that power and control umbrella, you're not going to be allowed to voice your, your opinion. And if you do, you're going to be labeled Uncle Tom and all the stuff that you know goes along with it. You make a very good point. I have a, I have a very good friend who talks to me about politics. He happens to be black. This is not one of those I have a black friend comments. But he's, he's told me straight up that, hey, look, you know, there, there are a number of things I agree with you, Scott, and I agree with conservatives. But... I can't say them in my neighborhood. I can't. I can't say it at my church. I can't say it in my community, or I will be ostracized. Like I won't have a. I won't have a community. I won't have my friends, and, and that's one of the hurdles we have to get over. Is that now? There's a lot more people who believe that. My, my guess is he has friends who believe that as well, but they don't know that each other believes those things because they're all being quiet. Well. 
my, my main my main point was back to the original point where we got derailed about leadership and about mm-hmm. white males are they're not leaders anymore because they're scared to speak up and they're scared but what white males and males in general have to accept responsibility it yes the feminist movement played a part in it but i mean look how many able-bodied young males have to have another able-bodied male cut their grass for you you yeah, you're not weak. you're not wrong <laughs> you, you look <laughs> weak inside in front of women Women, they did a poll. They said women want strong men. They want men to lead. But you've got men now. And, and just think, I mean, when did all this yard service and all these all these different services that men used to do for themselves, and, sh- and just like Charles was on, they, they showed their family they were leaders. They painted their houses. They, they, they did small little plumbing jobs they did their own things to show their family that they were leaders and that they they weren't going to be led by other men right and that's a good point i mean i I think men are going to have to accept the responsibility and instead of and and women have you know they've taken the masculinity away from young boys They, they don't want they don't want them paddled they don't want them talked to that's the reason all the old drill instructors are getting out of the military mm-hmm. because you can't talk to young males because you'll hurt their feelings. Well, how is that going to be viewed by a female That's if you're not point. aligned? I mean, you can't even chew out kids on a on a sports team. Or I'm not. School no. bus. Yeah, <laughs> school bus. I mean, you just you just can't. No, you're right. You're well, it makes so them uncoachable. Right, they can't be uh, corrected. They can't be coached. Well, it's like I've said before. You know, I hate it, and I put. I know people get upset about it, but you just you just don't need to let women hear what is said in the locker room at halftime at the high school football game. You just don't, and there, and there doesn't need to be a transcript of it. But. Young men need some of that. Young men have to kind of be shaken. Young men have to be formed and made into warriors. And unfortunately, so many young men are only raised by their mothers. I saw a stat. Sim four days, you'll appreciate this, and I'm going to have to let you go. It was a, a woman talking about the effects of not having a father in the family and that how many of those children that were raised without fathers went to prison. But here's the interesting part, and she said, we don't want to talk about this. When there's a father and no mother, the kids still don't go to prison. Yep. The, the father is the, is the integral part, and that just blew me away. I couldn't believe it. So single families, single parents that are the father, their kids don't go to prison. Generally, the father is the disciplinarian in the family. And, and the father is the one who says, hey, 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 look, quit whining. And remember, that's one of the things that's been bashed all these years. Dad saying, hey, don't cry. You, you, you Look, you cut your hand, you're fine, you're not going to die, rub a little dirt on it. Yep. Don't cry, don't cry. It wasn't don't be emotional because you know, grandma passed away. It was suck it up, be a little tougher. And we just stretched everything out of control. Hey, simple days, I want you to have the last word before we move on. Lady that lives down the street from me, she's got two teenage, had two teenage boys, but she had to pay somebody to cut her grass wash her cars and i asked her one day i said why why don't you let one of them cut the grass well it's too hot (laughs) and Mm -hmm. i said it's gonna be a lot hotter in life for him you know what you're doing don't you're setting him up for failure but anyway have a good day 
Great. Several Thank days. You. I appreciate you waiting. That's that's strong stuff. Brian? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, saying, so Lee Habib, my old boss that does uh, Our American Stories and blah, 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 going his whole bio. But one of the things he said, and he wrote, he writes it every Father's Day, is that turning boys into men is a man's job, and only men can do it. And in a society that's just so full of single mothers right now, that's not okay. Like, you're, you're not even allowed to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does. He says it um, and stands behind it. And, and every Father's Day, it's an incredible column that he writes for Newsweek uh, on the topic. But um, it is. I mean, we, we talk about pandemics and, you know, things like that that are really going on. Uh, it sounds like you guys have really just been hammering uh, the nail, the head of the nail on uh, the pandemic of, of biblical masculinity, fatherhood, which is what my podcast really centralizes and focuses on. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. If you know, everyone's like, "Well, if we would just fix taxes, that would fix this." Or if we get no, it all boils down to men being men. And in order for men to be men, they have to have fathers, right? You'll occasionally get a Ben Carson, but that is the very much the exception. Right? It's not the rule. And so, if fathers, um, I, I always say that, that this whole thing gets fixed um, in living rooms and in pulpits. And what I mean by that is, a father should be each and every night gathering his family together in a living room, preaching the word of God to them, teaching them, Mm -hmm. instructing them out of the Proverbs, out of the Psalms and the rest of the scriptures, teaching them, uh, shepherding his children, uh, the dinner table, same thing, having these conversations, being completely invested in the discipleship of their children uh, with a a focus of developing them in intentionality, not scrolling through their phone or, you know, whatever else. And if, if, if we could get back to that, in order to get back to that, you have to have preachers that are preaching that from the pulpit. And so I always break things down into the three spheres of government. You have the family, you have the church, and you have the state. Obviously, 1819 News has a huge focus on the state. We're reporting on state politics, but I really believe that we're trying to restrain restrain evil in the state, but the real investment needs to take place in the church and the family. And generationally, over the next 40 years, if we can get our pulpits right and our living rooms and dinner uh, dinner Mm -hmm. tables Mm -hmm. right, over the next 40 years, we're going to have a generation that completely turn all this stuff around. But if we don't, in 40 years, it's going to be completely un... un, We won't be able to... It's unmanageable. Once everyone loses their morality and their their (laughs) focus, and it it, it comes apart as a society. Let's uh, move on to Charles I of Duity. Charles I, welcome to the program. Thank you for your patience. Uh, you're welcome, Scott. Um, what I was wanting to say is uh, I love that Allison always asked for a solution. She asked anyone for a solution. She's always seeking out how to make things better. <clears throat> and I wanted to bring up that as far as uh, the black population's uh, ability to make a change in government, Stacy Lee George did this back uh, in Morgan County. I want to say it was 2010. He was the underdog, Stacy. I mean, uh, Scott. And he went to the black communities door to door, speaking, talking, telling them who he was as a man of faith. And as the underdog that year, by that vote, which was a great increase in toward him, he, won, he, ran, he won that election. Now, um, that's the type thing that needs to happen not you know i was on the radio station as the competing one there and those and and the persons asked they just they just begged during that radio program please we don't care what whether you're republican or democrat please come on and talk to us please any of the candidates come on our show stacy was the only one that spoke with them i mean it was very sad that 
Here they were, nice people. Their show's a very nice show that just has callers. But but um, nobody even other than us um, did anything, and, I, and that was terrible. I mean, when you're saying, please, any of you, we will allow you a voice, and you just completely don't. Now, some of the local... You know, um, people running for judges and things like that. They came, but no one else. And 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 there is a way this can be done. Uh, Allison, you, you should read. Let Stacy Lee George do it. I'm not trying to just promote the book. He actually did the things in the county, and and he tells you step by step how an ordinary person can make changes in Alabama government. And step by step gives you the newspaper articles and everything about how you do it. Hmm. So it can be done, and I wish that you would read it. I'll look um, that up for sure. I'm I'll, seeing his sign on the side of 280. I will let her. Uh, I will let her borrow have, my have, copy. Oh, that's you, right. you, you did read it some yourself, didn't you? Um, I did. We talked about it on the show. Remember? Yes, sir. And I appreciate that. And you should know from Ben, from what I'm saying, that it's intimate details of exactly how to do it. You got it. Thanks, Charles the First. Hey, buddy, we got to go. Got to take a break. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back. We are back, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Your home for all sorts of discussions that other shows are afraid to take on. And I get it. Look, I understand them being chicken. I, I understand it. Kind Completely. of a hot topic today. But uh, this is just a different kind of show for a different kind of time. Well, let's go out to uh, who did we say we're going Cedric. to first? Cedric. Let's Cedric. go to Cedric. Cedric, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. I hope you're well. Hey, good people. How you doing? Doing good morning. fantastic. Like I said, another day in paradise. Absolutely. You know, Simpler Days posed a very important question. And uh, why would a black man or a, a, a black American step up and go against the flow of things? Um, I believe the answer is pretty simple, but there's all types of extenuating circumstances that are preventing people from doing it this country is worth fighting for and in this day and age it's going to take courage boldness and strength to step out and stand on your values the ones that we're up against it's amazing that they will quickly remind us of our past they would quickly remind us of racistic tactics they quickly reminds us remind us of hatred and defeat but they will not talk or discuss solutions. They will not talk or discuss the actual issues that are not only plaguing the black community, but every community. These aren't Republican talking points. When you're talking about restoring the family, every American should be concerned about that. Correct. When you're talking about influencing children sexually, every American should be concerned about that. When you're talking about the economy and inflation, Every American should be concerned about that. Uh, back in the 60s and the 50s, my, fi- uh, my grandfather was coming of age. He was not drafted to Vietnam. He volunteered. Now, there were things going on in, in, in the 50s and 60s that he experienced. He was a part of the sit-ins. He was a part of the protest. He was a part of civil disobedience. But one thing he reminded me constantly towards the end of his life was, It's easy to tear down. The hard part, what life is about, is about building up. Don't destroy your home. Find ways to improve it. Find ways to make it better, bigger, 
and give it to the next generation better than it was given to you. What's going to save this nation is not only black Americans, but Americans across the board coming together with morals, standing on their principles and their faith. Uh, I'm a very spiritual person. That's just simply how I was raised. That has shaped my worldview. And according to the scriptures that I believe so much in, uh, my creator gives his people a challenge. If my people will do this, I will do this. Now, nowhere in that statement does it say if the entire world does this. Nowhere in that statement does it say if the entire 50 states and all counties and cities involved do this, then I will do this. So it's going to take moral people that love this nation and that love all communities and people that just simply want to better the world around them to stand up and say, you know what? We're going to draw the line and stand right here. Hands off our family, hands off our wallet, hands off our schools, and keep going down the road. Craig, was he, he said a very important statement, and it has a lot of truth in it because the black community has experienced tyranny throughout the generations. That is our enemy. It's not the Ku Klux Klan. It's not racism. It's not someone else somewhere else. It's tyranny, either convincing you to not take personal responsibility, either getting you to procrastinate enough to make excuses for something else, or to just outright sift the way at your civil liberties. They want us to be defeated. They want us to be not united because divided, we all are defeated. But united, we cannot be defeated. That is the story of America. That's why Tim Scott... He does speak to black Americans. He speaks to his constituents. He speaks to every American that will listen to his message, his upbringing, his story of faith, his story of family, because that's his personal experience. Now, those that want to challenge that and want to dehumanize and demean him and Chief Justice, excuse me, uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas and other black Americans that happen to be conservatives. That's one of their most important tactics because less Tim Scott and Clarence Thomas and other conservative Republicans like Representative Kenneth Pascal get out there and people begin to listen to their message of courage, of faith, of morality, then the game is up. They, they will unite and we will be defeated. Our number one enemy is corruption and tyranny. It has many different heads to that hydra. But guess what? United, we cannot be defeated. We all must stand up in these last days. Cedric, great points, man. God bless you. Thank you for the call. Wow. That was good. That's strong. I mean, I mean he's right, though. If, if we can stand together with, I would say, traditional, godly, Christian moral values, because the left thinks they have morals. We've talked a bunch on this show. I don't know if you had a chance to listen very often, Brian, about we're going to live by somebody's rules. Yep. And that's just the way it is. And, and for decades, we were told, well, we're not going to, we don't want to hear from those Christian value side. You, you can't teach that in our schools. You can't have that on our TVs. You can't have that in our communities. You can't be trying to force us to be so-and-so. 
Well, okay, well, we'll abandon those values, but there will be a set of values. It's not whether, but which. Which, which set? It's just the way whether, it is. It's not whether there's going to be a God whose laws are applied to society. It's which God. That's exactly right. right. now it's the God of secular humanism, moral relativism. Um, you know, the U.S. Department of Education uh, posted a full bore, you know, tranny flags and everything else. Mm-hmm. And so I read, you know, retweeted it or reposted it, I forget which one it was on, and said, you know, this goes out to all the people who think that education and government can be neutral. Right. It's a myth. Right. Neutrality is a myth. Someone's laws will be enforced. Uh, it's, it's whose laws. And so... And it, it is funny because Allison and I were talking about it yesterday, the same kind of topic. Imagine if the Department of Education had flown the Christian flag. Yeah. Oh, it would be all out. And we would have pastors, we would have conservative leaders, we would have all these people going, yeah, yeah, you can't be doing that. Can't, yeah. be, putting that, oh, can't yeah. be putting those values on people. Yeah. But they're putting those values on Like old on Ted them. Cruz. They're putting the old Rambo Raptor values on Did y'all happen to us. see, this is where I think God is about to strike the University of Notre Dame, obliterate it. What did they do? They posted a photo of like... Notre Dame, the cathedral, all the beautiful buildings, and it's an actual rainbow, like a full arch rainbow over the college, and then did a shout out to Pride Month. So they Y'all the, go the, look, the legitimate, like, real, God-created rainbow, and then they Pride Month it. To me, that's like, you better watch out. Yeah, this is a, definitely, we got to We got to take a break. Yeah. Alabama Unfiltered Radio, we'll be back. Welcome back in, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. My goodness gracious, the discussion that we have had today. And, Brian, look, we appreciate 1819 News. But I'm just going to say, I listen to a lot of talk radio, listen to a lot of national shows, and the show that you have helped put together, bringing my show together with the Ladies of Liberty, there's not another show like this in the country. And, and I think people are figuring that out. Sky sometimes shakes his head and goes, I understand why there's no other show like it. But, uh, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Sky loves it. <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness. That's, that's me shaking your head about they have, uh, you know, They keep kicking over the fire ant beds. Today Let's go out special. to the phones. Randall, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hello, fellas. And lady. Hey. Uh, my, What's up, my, 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 my 
They pass these laws, they exclude themselves from them, and they leave us with the aftermath, and we're sitting here fighting at each other. It's not us we need to be fighting. Let's get at them. You want to get riled up? Fine, let's get riled up. I'll go with you. Let's go. I don't care. I don't care what Where are you going, Eric? Where are you? Point me in a direction. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay, that's what I've been asking for all day. Like, where are we going, and how do we get there? Right. That's the point. I'm with you. Okay. Maybe the bus. <laughs> you know, I can drive. You can't. Well... I mean, we can't vote them out because we keep voting the same thing. We keep getting the same thing. People get in there, and then they get told how it is, and that's what they want to do. And, and it's, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. It ain't us we need to be looking at. It ain't white people doing this to black people and black people doing this to somebody else. Or, Lord forbid, I'll probably get yelled at for even saying that. But the fact of the matter is politicians and the politics of this thing have set up in a certain way to prevent us from, from doing We're all We're all in this big plantation. They take money from us, send us to work, take money from us, you know, if we don't give it to them, we're going to go to jail. Mm. Oh, Lord. And then they use you know that what? money it's... against us and against our best yeah. interests. You're so right, Eric. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you for the Adios. call. Adios. One of the things I think that I think is worth bringing up, back to the point that I made earlier, everyone wants to do something except the one thing over time that would actually make a difference, right? So how many people do you think that were there on January 6th? are in their living rooms doing Bible study and going to church every Sunday. And now some of them, obviously, a bunch of them were definitely probably going to church and stuff, but everyone wants to go do the big radical thing. Everybody wants to, you know... It's you know, the same thing as the left. Go, they, want to, they want to stop climate change, but yeah. they don't want to fix yeah. their well, but own family. But their whole thing is a whole nother... Well, I know, yeah, but we like, we like those things because yeah, it's easier to virtue signal. I'm looking at the, the conservative side. Everyone wants to go do something radical. They want to go march on... You know, the Capitol on January 6th, they want to, you know, they'll go knock doors for, for, you know, whatever politician. They'll go do all these things, except, I don't know, maybe pull your kids out of the public school system and homeschool them, right? Like, n no one's willing to do the one thing that they know that would actually work. They want to try all these radical things uh, that makes them feel like they're instantaneously doing something. It's a long-term solution that requires day in, day out, boring, monotonous obedience, boring, monotonous actions. Uh, that over time will produce the type of fruit where we actually see things change. It's what the left has been doing. They've been doing things slowly, methodically, strategically for 40 to 80 years, mm -hmm. uh, spending billions, um, right? And, 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 and now they're winning, and we're trying to do these radical overnight things that are going to try and push back. Uh, you know, we, we, so, we, want, we want to win quickly so we can stop the fight. We yeah. want to win the war quick and then go back, go to, back to our to easy, yeah. easy lives. Yeah. Partially because we don't realize that part of being a warrior is fighting those spiritual battles for our own children in our own homes and then probably in our own towns and then we have a chance at the state level yep so fight those fights because we haven't taught men to that that's that that is where the war is that's we can fight. be the knights in shining armor there hey thunder we'll get right to you we got to take a break alabama unfiltered radio miss love we see you out there we'll be back is the best part, Scott. I left it in for you, too. I know you did. Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. Let's get back to your phone calls. Thunder, welcome to the program. The Thunder is back. Good morning. Thank you for, for letting me on. Um, this is a very important topic today, and I want to commend the last five gentlemen that you have had on, because they have certainly stood up, not only for themselves, their families, their sex, their race, they stood up for their country. Yes, ma'am. And that is what we have got to get back to is standing up for this country. You had an important comment a little while ago about people not joining together. We did. 
we've come together on several marches on Washington, of which we have promptly either been ignored or because there were over 2.3 million of us in Washington on September the 9th, either September the 9th or September the 11th of 2012, Washington, specifically those in office, took notice of it and they said, oh my God, we can't allow this to happen again. We were pre-prepared for the next time. So in, no, that was in 2012 that there were 2.3 million that nobody even knew about. Yes, ma'am. I know because I was there. Was that a pro-life march or was that a Tea Party march? Uh, This was a Tea Party march. I raised off to the sniper off the roof of the Capitol building and he waved back. (laughs) That's a little disconcerting. However, January the 6th, of 2020, 2021, they decided because those other marches had occurred and nothing had happened, of course there were no arrests, there were no destruction, there were no problems, that they weren't going to have that again. So they made contingency plans. And what they put into place after the contingency plan of the event occurred was an inquisition to keep us from ever doing that again. No, I mean, Thunder, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, if you talk to people and ask them about how willing they would be to, to go to a march in Washington, D.C., uh, there, there's a lot of Americans who are like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that because I can't afford what if they just decide to arrest me or one of my family members. Um, so the message was heard loud and clear. Oh, yeah. And, and it is an inquisition. And those men and women that have been, and women that have been incarcerated for this, those men and women who were killed for this, that nobody knows about or nobody speaks about. Right. It is to incite fear into your heart. And I go back to my conversation of several weeks ago. What line is it in the Constitution that are in our Declaration of Independence that it is not up to the government to dictate to us. It is up to us to dictate to our government. And when we can no longer govern ourselves because the government has taken it away from us, it is up to us to take it away from the government to take our country back. They have divided us by keeping blacks and whites on tetherhoods around each other. The worst thing in the world that they could do my heart goes out to Duke for how he feels. I can't say as I blame him because I've seen it too often. That has to stop. Coming together must occur. And if it means that we gather on very quietly, very peacefully, take a picnic lunch, decide to have a picnic dinner out on the lawns in front of your courthouse, it's your damn house. Take it back. Yes, ma'am. Thank I you, can Thunder. Have dinner on my courthouse lawn if I want to. You're absolutely right. Thank you, Thunder. Appreciate you. God bless you. Or she could come to Baumhauer's on June 14th. At June 6 14th, o'clock. we're going to be there. Yeah, we could all. I hope Uncle Daddy comes and Duke. I hope everybody comes. I hope everybody comes. We got one minute. Can I say hey to Miss Love because she may have to call back yes, tomorrow? Miss Love, welcome to the program. I'm sorry, time's almost up. Very quickly, I won't say what I want to say, but I'll say this. Question. 
Would you rather have money? Would you rather have material things? Or would you rather have Jesus? Mm. Would you rather be the mouth of God, the tongue, the mouth, the feet, the hands, and do his work here on earth? Think about that. Think about that. I'm going to cut it off there. And thank you so much. Y'all have a blessing. Thank you, Miss Love. Too, Great Love. point. I'm, I'm going with Jesus. Let's do that. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode of Alabama Unfiltered. <laughs>